Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. So wonderful. Today, today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. Um, rapidly waning in the year 2021. Doesn't 2019 feel like forever ago? It does to me. And it's like, I don't know, 2020 and 21 just blurred. And I look back at, uh, you know, like Dr. Fauci saying that it was going to take two years for us to come out of the pandemic. And it's like, fuck him for being right. <laughs> but he was right about everything. It's interesting to watch um like the morning show i thought did a great job they didn't do as much of a job as i hoped they would but they sort of um ended up compressing the timeline more uh you know in dealing with the lead up to covid um because they the second season started on new year's eve 2020 2019 2020 and then um, I think it, they go to like March 16th. I, I think they didn't quite make it to March 16th because something was supposed to happen on March 16th and I don't think they quite got to it. But I know I was looking up what date, um, New York city actually shut down. You know, all of that happened in slower time in my mind. The, the reality, I remember New York city like having problems and locking down long before we did, but actually it wasn't all that different time-wise. What is time? Who am I? I guess when you're living through it day by day, it's different than when you're portraying it. Uh, probably a good art lesson in there somewhere. So, uh, yeah. I guess, oh, I was just talking. I was trying to figure out how I got on that. Oh, but one of the interesting things is, is they have clips of uh, Dr. Fauci saying stuff um, at the meal because they're a new show. It's a very good show if you guys haven't watched it. It's, uh, it's on Apple TV, so you have to be able to get Apple TV, but um, well worth it. Brilliant, Evelyn. I think um, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are just incredible. Billy Crudup is amazing too, but it's so cool to see those two gals really do a uh, knockout performance. So, but they have those clips of Fauci saying things and it's like, it's interesting to hear like the stuff they saying about how it's going to go. And then it's like exactly how it went. So, um, so what, <laughs> how are you guys? Let's see. I got, um, I made progress on gray magic yesterday. It was really, um, it was excellent. Um, felt good. Felt good getting, sorry, I'm thinking about two different things at once, which is always a disaster for me. Uh, you know, I had that boss who said that well, you can't multitask because 
you're all you're doing is rapidly switching from one thing to another but i don't know if you guys do this sometimes my thoughts converge and blend i do this a lot um and so i start getting like i don't know it's like venn diagram thoughts i start thinking about one thing and then i start thinking about another thing and there's this overlap area so when i said excellent it was actually belonging to the other thing which I might as well tell you about now. I got the audiobook files for Dark Wizard. Very exciting. Uh, so I started downloading those. I have like 10 days to listen and approve. And at first I was feeling like I don't have time and I don't want to do this because listeners who have been with me for a little while know that I just finished a reread of Dark Wizard. Oh my God, you guys. And the I don't know. Best worst part is, is the audiobook narrator sent me a list of like mistakes in the text that she found, like repeated words or missing words. They're almost all those kinds of things. Uh, and she sent me a list, which is great, and told me how she fixed them. But it's like, damn, there, there is really nothing like having someone read your book out loud to discover the mistakes. And that's not even like, I mean, she didn't reword anything. It was just like having two, two or, um, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, well, uh, I, I should, I should read you guys some of these. I, I can actually get to this. Oh no, maybe I, oh no, I think I can get to it. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. The trick with Gmail is that if you've already moved something out of your inbox, if you look at important, you can find those emails again. It's a nice little life hack. So it was pretty cool because my narrator sent me um, the mood board that she used while she was recording the book. That was really cool. Um, so like, here's a line. No, when she was keeping it in case she needed it. So she's omitted it. Um, I went to window and she added the, uh, by the end of that long, luscious night tonight together, <laughs> she took out tonight. Um, it is really interesting because apparently my eyes go right over extra and missing words. So, oh, I'm going to add those to the manuscript. And probably upload a corrected version, including with my fixes from when I did my read through. So I was thinking audiobook files. I don't want to have to listen to this book, but it's the responsible thing to do, right? So I started listening last night as I did some of the indoor Christmas decorations. And it was, um, it, you guys, it's it's excellent. That's where the excellent came from. It, it's a flawless performance. She's just so good. She's done an amazing job. And I'm just, um, I was having so much fun listening to my book. Um, Megan Santa Deutsch commented, uh, where was it? Instead of Slack, I was bitching about having to listen to my audiobook files. And she said she really likes listening to the audio book files of her books because it gives her, um, she enjoys hearing the different dramatic interpretations of her work. And so, so far I've only made it through like the th first four chapters, but 
maybe it's because I picked because of the narrator that I got to choose, but um, I should scoot my Christmas tree back over in case I do the square on Instagram so you guys can see my little light up Christmas tree. You may not care, but I care. So there. Uh, maybe it's because I picked her, but anyway, the performance is exactly how it goes in my head. I wouldn't do it really any different. Yeah. Um, Nick sounds maybe a little smoother and older than I would have painted her, but I don't think it's an incorrect interpretation at all. Uh, she's just not exactly how she sounded in my head, but so that's cool. So I have to listen to those. I was glad I figured out a way to listen through my phone. At first I was thinking, do I have to sit here at my desk and you know, with my laptop? Cause I don't have a good way to listen through the laptop. I, what I really need is some earbuds that will connect to my laptop. Um, I have one pair and they're very uncomfortable. And my regular sound sport earbuds that I love connect to my phone, but they don't won't connect to a laptop. I don't know why. And I do have my Bose sound sport speaker that David gave me and I love or not. This is it's not sound sport. It's like color something. So no sound link color tool. Uh, this is great. It makes great sound, but then I have to broadcast it. And like if David's doing something, I don't want to bug him. Um, but I finally finished setting up Dropbox on my new phone and I downloaded the files from find a way to Dropbox and I can just play them on my SoundSport earbuds um, as I walk around to do decorating. So I know you guys were all vitally interested, but um, hey, there's no reason you can't have a little tech equipment advice uh, here on first cup of coffee. Um, even if mine is probably Luddite advice advice, because um, no doubt other people have more sophisticated systems. Uh, I would definitely like to have a better way to listen to sound privately on my laptop, but I don't know what it would be. I would prefer it to be wireless, but I don't know why those ones won't connect. I should probably try harder that, because it would be nice if they would do that. Anyway, uh, so those, that's the excitement audiobook files. Um, I think I told you guys I'm recovering the Sorceress Moon's books. I went ahead and paid and got that lined up. Um, and, and it's funny because the artist asked for, you know, like the back cover copy and, you know, like what the book's about and images that I like for the covers. And so I said, well, they've already been published once. And so, you know, sent her the link to the website and, uh, and she ended up replying saying, well, those are really gorgeous covers. And she said, why do you want to change them out? Which was an interesting reaction because I'd had a couple people recently say, I think this series would sell better if you recovered it. Uh, so, so I explained that I just felt like they felt outdated at this point. Cause I do love those covers. They are beautiful, but I felt like they, they don't, they aren't where the genre is at. So 
So we'll see on those. Waiting to, to get that. And yeah, and I've been continuing to read um, Burnout. I'll show this to you guys. Probably hard to get it without a reflection on there. Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, which I talked about on yesterday's podcast. Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. And I swear I'm going to send a copy of this book to like every woman I know. Um, I already sent a print copy to my stepdaughter. It's just full of really useful advice on um, on coping with stress. And I talked about this some yesterday, but you know, it seems like most of the time when we talk about dealing with stress, we talk about things like, well, you need to have self-care and you need to remove stress from your life. And sometimes it's not possible to remove stress from your life and practicing self-care. A lot of those things only go so far. And these gals have these just really concrete, fairly simple things that you can do to adjust your relationship with stress, to identify those things that are stressing you and uh, adjusting your relationship. What she said. So one thing they talk about a lot is body image and uh, what they call the bikini industrial complex, making us feel bad about how we look and making us critical of our bodies. And that's really got me thinking on some things. Um, it, you know, it's, I, th- I think we all do it. They, they had to have a number in there and I don't recall it, but something like 92% of women have been uh, engaged in some sort of um, dieting or attempt to gain or lose weight in order to meet the beauty ideal. And, and they talk about how that impacts us mentally um, because we don't love our bodies. And also because a woman's body becomes in that context, something that is there for the pleasure of someone else. It's not for us. It's so that we can be attractive to other people or meet their standards. Um, but I remember in college when I was a freshman in college and I was hanging out with, um, this gal who was, um, was she a junior? I think, no, she was a senior. She was a senior and she was president of the sorority that I pledged. And I, I just loved her. I admired her so much. And she kind of took me under her wing and she was amazing. And, um, and I was so flattered that, that she thought that I was worth spending time with because I just thought she was so accomplished and so incredible, but you know, and it's people like that can say things that, you know, even well meant, um, that impact you and stick with you. And I remember that we were hanging out with some friends of hers and they were saying something about, they were talking about dieting or, you know, not being happy. And, uh, they were talking about like, which was their least favorite body feature or something like that. And they asked me what part of myself I would change if I could. And I said, I, that I didn't know that I really liked my body. And my friend said, yeah, Jeffy has a great body image. 
which was a compliment. But at the time, I it really struck me hard because I thought, shouldn't I? <laughs> what am I missing? Should I not have a great body image? It's like, I thought I had a great body image because I had a great body. I mean, I was really, I thought my body was beautiful. And I didn't understand why it was like, what am I missing? Like, what, what, what am I not seeing here? Um, and I, I remember, you know, those, those sorts of things where it was like, that was kind of when it, a lot of it began for me. Um, like, oh, well, what should I be trying to fix about my body? But one of the things that they talk about, you know, in changing your relationship to stuff is instead of trying to make your body beautiful, uh, to fit some sort of ideal for other people is changing your relationship with exercise and why you exercise. And it was, uh, you know, as these things come together, right. You know, the Venn diagrams of experiences and so forth. Uh, last week I was, I exercise in the morning before I do the podcast and I run on the treadmill three days a week. And then the, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I lift weights and I jump rope and, and I've recently added something that I'll tell you guys about, but so I was jumping rope in the bedroom and my husband came through to get a shirt and you know, he, I've mentioned on here that he has Parkinson's and so his body, you know, is, you know, stiff and, uh, not as strong as it used to be. And so I stopped jump roping so he could, you know, get past and get to the closet. And he said, that looks like fun. And, and I realized that I should be treating it as fun. I was not because I'm not good at jumping rope. You know, it's like my body remembers jumping rope for like half an hour at recess. Right. And you know, now it's like, if I can get up to like 19 without, uh, I think 19 is my record without tripping on the rope. Um, that's really good. And it put me in mind of, um, something that I read a long time ago, uh, by Bill Phillips, I think it was the body for life stuff and talking about, you know, people exercising and this one guy complaining to his brother how much he hated running on the treadmill. And he's like, Oh, I just hate running on the treadmill. And his brother who was paraplegic looked at him and said, do you know what I would give to be able to run on a treadmill? And it's sort of that, you got to do that paradigm shift. Right. And it's like to David, my husband, it looks fun to jump rope because, you know, it's not something he can do anymore. And it's like, I really need to enjoy jumping rope. And so I've really, and it changes, it changes my relationship to it. If I treat it as a fun thing, like when we were kids and we jumped rope at recess for fun, right? So the other thing I've been adding lately is skipping because I, at writer coffee a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking about skipping and, and we were also talking about getting older and how your body, how you think you can do things that your body can't do anymore. And it's this disconnect because you remember being able to do the thing and then you go to do it and your body doesn't, doesn't do it. And it's disconcerting. 
So we were talking about skipping and we, we were in this um, coffee shop and everybody ended up getting up at one point and like trying to skip, but our, we couldn't remember how, even though we had the feeling in our heads. Uh, so I had to, I came home and I actually looked at a YouTube video of somebody skipping and then practiced until I got it back. And then once I got it back, my body was like, Oh, okay. But you know, and so I was skipping around the house this morning because um, I'm trying to be, you know, like lighter, you know, to stop being so rigid and heavy. And so I was skipping around the house and it brought me this sense of joyfulness. It reminded me of being a kid, you know, like when I would just skip for the hell of it, you know, just like we would jump rope for fun. Um, I think incorporating that playfulness into our lives is is really important. And I think that that goes for writing too, because, um, you know, it becomes, it becomes the chore. It becomes the thing that we're doing to pay the mortgage and getting a certain word count every day and, you know, go working through the challenge of it because sometimes it's painful. And I have to remind myself that, you know, I am living the dream. I am earning my living as a writer. And this was something I wanted for a really long time. And that, that writing is a fun and joyful thing. Um, a recurring theme. So on that note, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And uh, I hope you all um, find something today that... Uh, gives you a sense of joy that lets you play. I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.